leave the U at home and swipe the ball that was signed by Babe Ruth. And you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was gonna bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds! King of Crap! The Colossus of Clouds! The Colossus of Clouds! It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Happy Saturday morning. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auction, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski, this week. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 talking about collectibles sports collectibles sports all kinds of stuff anything that hits our comes into our <laughs> mind things that come into t-crown during the week and we've got vince we've got americana steve joining awesome. us this week good to have you back on the show vince. thank you now, it's nice to this, be here isn't it amazing that somebody who's as into comic books and stamps and all that stuff that was named Americana as a as a young child. Americana. That is amazing. How coincidental was that? It's crazy. That's his first name, right? Right, Bill. It's it's actually Americana, and his last name is Steve. I think I saw it on his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I've ever known him as. So, Americana, Steve, you got a lot of comic books in the Huggins and Scott auction. I know that for the summer auction. More than we can count, Tom. <laughs> hundreds maybe maybe That's maybe great. more than hundreds i guess <laughs> so if anybody has a question about americana items this is a good week to call 312-332-3776 now don't forget we'll be joined by nancy huggins and john drummond at 720 for this week's version of which ended higher i messaged the national on monday because i had heard rumors that they might actually it might actually be going and they got right back to me and the organizers of the national and they said they'll be announcing in early june for sure whether it's a go in rosemont july 28th august 1st but it's looking wow. very good so that's I think, great that's I think great it's, they'll announce it for sure and i'll say when it's for sure but it looks good to you, too, doesn't it, Bill? Yeah, it sure does. And, uh, gosh, I'm sure we'll see Vince there one day at least, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There might be some Rip City going on there. <laughs> I just wish I had more time. I like to go to every table and just see what they yeah. have, talk to the people, uh, see what they're all about, and just have that interaction, you know? It's it's so. like well, a you traveling know, you know, museum. Vince, we figured it out years ago for the National Convention. If you got there... The first day it opened, and you and you stayed till the last day. You didn't go to the bathroom. You didn't stop to talk to anybody. You couldn't eat anything. You have less than two minutes. You have less than two minutes per table. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it's that stat. Well, I wow, got a couple great. of bonus. since you've missed so many weeks and you're falling behind in which ended higher. I've made a, an executive ruling. I've got two. <laughs> bonus questions for you to this week oh great thank you one one i would term <laughs> difficult one i think you're you've got a very good okay. chance again right. so let's well, do the, the difficult one first okay 
I just bought uh, pretty much a full 1964 Topps White Sox team set because I've been okay. piecing together that set. 1964 in, was a very good year. Absolutely an amazing year, by the way. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> now, in that White Sox team set, there's a White Sox pitcher pictured on a 1964 Topps card as a White Sox pitcher who ended up being an NBA Hall of Fame player. Can NBA you name it? Hall of Fame? NBA, National Basketball Association player. An NBA Hall of Famer that played on the 64 pitched, team or he, he was in the picture. He pitched two years or at least parts of two years for the White Sox and was pretty good. And he was tall. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. You know, now, I, uh, I, his, his rookie card was actually 1963. Yes, that is correct. So Bill knows the answer. <laughs> Thanks for the clue, Bill. That yeah. still doesn't help me. But um, and once know, again, just, he I'm was not... tall. <laughs> tall. Can so I give it... him one more clue, Tom? Yes. All right. He played for the New York Knicks. I was going to give you that clue also. Okay, that's the New final clue. New York Knicks. New York Knicks. So he was on oh, the championship yeah. team where they like were the known for a real passing real team play it wasn't phil jackson on one phil of those jackson teams? was this like the sixth and it's man. not yeah. phil jackson of course it's not phil jackson he wasn't um, no you know I think, I think i'd get a... go ahead go ahead i was gonna say i i think i'd get it into multiple choice but i just can't pick the name okay. out of my dave de so. oh sure okay. dave DeBusher. Yeah. i think i would have gotten that yep yeah if but... on a multiple choice i think you would have for sure yeah of like i thought two. you might not <laughs> get that one of... Multiple yeah. choice of two. I think I would have gotten it. Dave DeBusher or <laughs> Earl the Pearl Monroe. There you go. <laughs> okay, now here's the one. I think because of fantasy, you're going to get this one. There are two players tied for the Major League Baseball lead in homers. Name one of them. Right now? Right now. I just checked this morning to see who they were. Oh, no, you're know, not getting this. Well, I know I, I obviously haven't been doing much with fantasy this season. Yeah. Um, I know Freeman, Freddie Freeman has 12, but I don't think that's enough. I no. think it's got to be more than that. Uh, Vlad Guerrero? Yes. Thank you. Thank that's you one much. of them. Guy. Him, him <laughs> and, I only said one because you probably would have never gotten the other one. Adolis Garcia. Okay. They wow. both have 16. And then Otani and Acuna have 15. Otani's nice. having a great. Oh, and yes. that Acuna, oh. what a talent that guy is. Yeah, oh my he's a God. great athlete. Steals a lot up, of bases. Yeah. Not only did I draft Vlad Jr., I thought he was going to have a big year, but I picked up some of his stuff before the season. One thing I got, it was like an update. I don't know if it was Chrome or which card it was, but uh, – I thought I was getting a PSA 10 and oh. it shows up. I'm like, all right, there was somebody here showed up on a Saturday. I'm like, all right. And I look, it was a PSA eight. And oh. I look back and in the listing, there was something about 10, but I, I, I was looked at it oh, fast. Right. I like, and I, <laughs> I, I snagged it without really looking through oh. on it. But I, I wow. was, I thought he'd have a good year this year. He's been killing it. He's absolutely really good. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So that's good. Now we have, I hope Lurch is Do awake. I get points? Do I get points for Vlad? Yes, you get a point for that. One yes. point? So what am You're I up to, like, negative three or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've got, 
we have to wake Lurch up because we got a caller here now. We have <laughs> Scott in DeKalb's on the line. Thanks for calling, Scott. Beth, what do you have? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are all you? All right. Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Good. Good. So a buddy of mine, he's down in Georgia. I saw him last week. He's got a uh, Jordan rookie that's graded in nine, but it was graded nine back in 92. That's okay. Okay, so he's got another guy saying, yeah, well, it's changed a lot, but um, any well, idea? Some people might think it's better to be older graded. Some people might not, but you don't want to take the risk taking it out of there, I don't think. No, exactly. But, that's what I told But the, the, the Jordan rookies after the last dance went insanely high, yep. like, like to heights you wouldn't ever have even imagined. And they think they, I think it seems like they've, they hit their peak and are, and are, have kind of gotten down. They're still higher than they were a couple years ago and they're still great prices on them. But what did you say, Bill? They may have like peaked a few months ago and maybe they've leveled off a bit. It's still yeah, higher than see, where they were. Yeah. You could start to see that a little bit, but they really have not. They've more leveled off than dropped anything. They're still good, and I'll tell you the yeah. the one that your that our, our caller has here. May I don't know. Maybe worth a lot of times they the, the nines back then may be worth submitting if it's that good to see if it could get bumped to a ten. Boy, if I was going to do that, I'd have to be one of those things. I took it to the national. They they looked it over and they took it out and re-slapped it there. There's no way I'm sending a yeah, nine right, right, for regrading yep. myself. That's just me. But, but I mean, there is a possibility, I guess, that that would have the potential to get a 10. It, 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 I, I don't, I wonder if the national comes, if they'll actually be doing grading at the national this year. I, I don't know if they'll bring the whole crew would you have any idea on that, Bill Huggins, if they're going to be doing that this year, if, if they're there? I, I, I haven't heard, but I'm sure if you went to PSA's website, they would have that information there. Yes. But meanwhile, though, those Jordan rookies are, I mean, that's an iconic card. That's that's right up there with the Mantle rookies and, and that LeBron rookies have kind of joined that. Some of the Kobe yep. Tops Chrome refractors, you know the the big LeBron and Kobe rookies are huge too. But when Jordan was a rookie, he didn't have things like refractors and right. serial yep. numbered yep. rookies and things. So we had a yeah, great card, though, Scott. And I think for long term, it's a great card. I mean, that's yep. like I say, that's one that people just want to have. So, well, here's some. Speaking of PSA graded stuff, here's a few things that are in. Uh, the summer auction, already in for the summer auction, a Wilt Chamberlain 1961 Fleer rookie got a PSA 4 grade. It just looks beautiful. It's got a, you, know, you have to actually, I looked at it, I, I still couldn't find the crease when I looked at the, <laughs> at the picture of the card in the holder. It's like where, but when you do, Huggins and Scott has this cool thing where if you go hover over the card, it like has a little square that blows up. So if you look at yep, corners yep. and things and you can see a tiny crease in the, towards the bottom left. So with it, but it, it's a beautiful card, the color, the centering, really nice card. Then there's a Babe Ruth 
Gowdy, 1933 Gowdy card number 181 that I sent in, a PSA 2.5. That's got a 1,500 minimum bid. The Wilt has a 1,200 minimum bid. we interesting to see where that goes. Lou Gehrig, sure. 1933 Gowdy card number 160, PSA 2, a 500 minimum bid. I'm trying to make... I'm trying to get a Hall of Famer of every 1956 Tops card in a lower grade, but that I like the looks of. And there's a PSA 4 Mickey Mantle 56 Tops oh, card. That nice. was a great year for, like, there's still guys like Jackie Robinson and Campanella in there. And then they were younger at the time, guys like Koufax, Clemente. You still had Maze and Mantle. I mean, it was a really good year yep. for Hall of Famers in that 56 top set. So that's kind of cool. And then there's unusual items in in this, <laughs> you know, things that are different <laughs> that you don't always see. Like a 1915 Phillies National League Champs pennant. There's only three of Ooh. those known. This is one of three known with a $1,500 minimum bid. Now, here's this is unusual. <laughs> Bill, you'll have to tell how you guys got this. Late show with David Letterman, staff, wool baseball jackets, lot of seven with a $1,000 minimum bid. Really cool jackets. Uh, did, how, did, how did that happen that those ended up in your auction, Bill? Boy, that would be a Matt or Randy question. I oh, got, you didn't? I you weren't involved in that one, okay? No, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. with the amount of stuff that comes in, I, I don't get a chance to see every single item anymore. Yeah, so. that's true. You do have a lot of stuff in there. Now, here's one that I think almost every kid who grew up in the '60s and '70s had to have played this at one point in their lives. Almost every kid. And I didn't even realize, but they're still making these. This is, there's a 1930s to 1990s game slash toy lot of eight, which includes a, a 1940s to 1950s two-door <laughs> electric football game. Now, did you play electric Absolutely. football as a kid? Remember 100%. they had like yes. the felt football you tried to kick and they would yep. and the guys would yep. be like they'd be the guy would turn around and start going the other way all yes. that stuff. Yes. They still oh, sell yeah. those. If you could get those guys to go straight, they would make you a rocket scientist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Right. <laughs> I and I think it was tudor.com or something like that. I thought I wonder tudor games t u d o r games.com they still have those. You can buy different really? bases wow. for the guys cool. and they That's still cool. have the passer, you know, that the <laughs> arm goes back and he throws yes, it. It's yes, like Trubisky yes. throws it into the yes. stands when he's yes. aiming. To... <laughs> yeah. So that was fun so that, playing as a kid. That was fun. Yeah, just seeing that thing that brought back some pretty good memories. That was some pretty cool, cool stuff. We always did you ever play. Did you ever, did you ever play all-star baseball where you had, uh, you know, flick the little wheel and it would end up on a, on a Homer or strikeout all-star baseball. Yeah. The one uh, I actually had APBA, I called it APA. It was kind of like Stratomatic and they had these, these big cardboard things and you'd roll dice and there would be a card for each player. You'd roll the dice and it would have like six, four would come up and you'd look on the card and then the number there you would check on if the bases were empty 
right, it, right. it was fun. I, mean, I played yeah, that. A, I played Absolutely. a million. I think I had the 1967 year, which was a great year oh, for players. Yep. So sure, yeah, a lot of In fun. Good Apple, memories. Baseball. <laughs> yeah, that required too much thinking. I like the one Vince had, All Star Base. You just spin and if it, if it got a one, that was a home run. And, you know. Yeah, you know, a buddy and I during the '75 World Series, Red Sox, Cincinnati Reds, we played for like three, four days straight. We would just continue to play game after game after game. So great memories of that uh, World Series. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot that, of fun. That's true. Yep. Now, here's one Dennis from Phoenix said, could you ask Steve about my wife's original Ninja Turtles set? She has all four Turtles plus <laughs> Shutter, Bebop, and a few others. Are those <laughs> worth anything? Plus the hanger tag is still in place on the card. Americana Steve, is that up your alley? Are you talking about action figures or dogs? You know, it's it says an original Ninja Turtle set. They must be in the the characters in the box, I would think, not a card oh, yeah, set. Yeah. No, no, that's that's a good that's a good piece. Yeah, it's the uh, plastic action figures in, in a big uh, rectangular box that's not that thick. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I don't know the exact value of it, but Ninja Turtles, everything that from from the eighties is is uh, super hot. <laughs> so that would still be. That would be worth if you ever wanted to send it in for an auction, be worth giving a shot. Yeah, we'd have to do some research on it, but I imagine. But so, maybe, uh, yeah. Especially if you had like a box of cards to go with it or, uh, or, or some of the comic books. Like I, yeah. I was just, uh, we, you know, we're going to be running some of the Ninja Turtles in the, in the next oh. auction. And, and a surprising one is the one that Archie comics put out later on in 1988 and then in 1989 uh, a, a top graded copy of the archie comics 1988 can get two thousand dollars or more which really wow, is wow. really staggering that's strong considering a few years ago i would have had it in my dollar box <laughs> yeah really do you have did any of the comic books that you have in did you send out to get graded or are they all non-graded um, the, in i'm still waiting through that process and i've got a seven and a half inch high pile to send but they're not going to make this auction because as every grading service nowadays yeah. they're way behind and they want like you know a three-month turnaround minimum is that cgc that does those yes yeah okay all right there, well it's already time question. there is a second one there's a second company that's up and coming now, CBCS. They're they're getting a lot of attention. Uh, they've only been around for a few years now, but uh, you know they they tend to sell for about 25% less than CGC graded books. Although that's changing rapidly. Yeah, it's a lot of things changing in graded cards. Also, well, it's time for the the first break here now. Uh, after the break, we've got Nancy Huggins and John Drummond joining us for this week's episode of which ended higher and we're on till late so hang in there we'll be right back now back to sports collecting with tom morgan sponsored by ercdelivery.com and huggins and scott auctions on espn 1000 and espnchicago.com welcome back i'm tom morgan with vince clemeni of erc delivery bill huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, our producer, Eric Ostrowski. And we have joining us now for this week's version of Witch Ended Higher, Nancy Huggins and 
John Drummond. Now, John Drummond, it's Memorial Day weekend, and you have a little bit of a story here about a Hall of Fame player who missed some time due to military action. You bet I have. Uh, uh, he's one of your favorites, too. I'm referring to Robert, Robert, uh, Robert Feller. Uh, yes. He started out as a farm kid at, uh, at Van Meter, Iowa, a small town west of Des Moines. And uh, there was no little league when Bob started out in the early, in the mid-30s. He uh, learned to pitch by throwing a baseball at a barn where his father put a bullseye to target on, on the barn, supposedly. And that's where he developed his trade. I don't think he ever played a major league game. He was at, I, I mean, a minor league team. I, I know he was drafted by the Indians. He went up to Fargo in the Northern League. I don't think he played hardly at all and started with the Indians as a phenom. And he threw three no-hitters, 12 one-hitters, and uh, he had a record of 266 wins. But bear in mind, he spent a lot of time in service. That's what really hurt him. He started out with Cleveland, a team that did not have much offensive punch under Ozzie Vett, the manager, but he was the mainstay. Had he been with the Yankees or even the Red Sox, who had muscle on their teams, they were sure he would have had a much better record than he did. But when he joined the Navy, and as uh, Tom was glad to point out, that he joined right after Pearl Harbor, two days after Pearl Harbor, he volunteered. Now, there's a couple guys who went in the service before him, but they were drafted. Hugh Noyes, Mulcahy of the Phillies, and Hank Greenberg of the Detroit Tigers were in service before Bob. But Bob joined up once the, the battle began, and he started at, at Great Lakes. Like most guys go through boot camp at Great Lakes, but he, he stayed there for a while. And he pitched on the Great Lakes team. And by the way, that was not a hamburger team. Among the players on there other than Feller on the Great Lakes baseball team at 42 was catcher Mickey Cochran and a first baseman by the name of Johnny Mize, who are most all-time players, of the great stars as they were. But Feller was not the kind of guy to sit and become a special service guy. He actually wanted sea duty, and Feller was given that given that opportunity, and he went and served in the Pacific. Then he came back and started pitching again in '46. And Lou Pedro was the manager of the Indians at that time, and I think he burned his burned him out because I think when he came back, he pitched I think something like uh, uh, 300 and. Uh, 348 innings, something like that. Now think of that today, a pitcher going that many, let me on the mound that long with his arm. But that certainly didn't help Feller, and he never regained the form that he had prior to going in the Navy. But he's certainly a great player and uh, was idolized at one time uh, before the service began and afterwards. Rapid Robert, he could probably in his day throw the ball faster than anybody else. And by the way, just a sidebar and a, a trivia question. People say, who was the first person? He was never, didn't have a Little League in Bob Feller's era. But who was the first person to ever make the majors from the Little League? And I don't know this from a fact, but my own guess is, I think it was Joey Jay. Now, maybe Wikipedia will tell you uh-huh. something other. They played uh, with yeah. the Milwaukee Braves. I think he was the first guy to go from Little League to make the majors. But anyway, wow, Feller then, of course, retired. Question. And uh, but Swinney was on the banquet circuit, uh, circuit. I talked to him several times, interviewed him. I know that Tom did also. And uh, Feller was not that embittered. I was surprised that he had missed all those days, years in the service, the best years of his life, so to speak, at baseball speaking. But he he let it, he felt uh, obligated that he should do something for uh, for the military, and he did just that rather than be at special services. And by the way, that special service, you guys go into service. That's a great great deal to get into. When I was in service, Fort Sam Houston, by the way, on a baseball team, get these guys. They had there was a pitching staff, Don Newcomb. Uh, uh, Bullet Bob Turley and Marv Rotblatt. Marv Rotblatt was the White Sox for a while, but Turley, of course, and uh, Newcomb were great stars. So if you if you get drafted or anything like that, if you've got a lot of great athletic skills, you don't have to be uh, you don't be hustling a rifle, that's for sure. But Feller decided, hey, 
I want I'm in the service. I joined right after Pearl, and I'm going to do something about it. And he did just that. Great guy. You know, from the ages of 19 to 22, before he went into the service, he won 93 games. So he had already won 93 major league games by the time he was 22. And then he That's missed three, point, three and three quarter seasons for military service after that. So, wow. you know, just think what his numbers would have been uh, without doing that. Well, I, I, in, in, before we started doing the show for a, a year or so, I did an online show with Phil Rogers and Dave Hoekstra. That was fun. They yeah, both right. used to come in here and I got to be pretty good friends with them. And somehow I got Bob Feller's number it was right when Steven Strasburg was the big phenom fastballer coming up. And I thought, I'm going to call Bob Feller. Maybe he'll want to, he'll be willing to talk to me and see if he wants to compare what it was like when he came up to what it was like then. And he ended up talking to me for about 45 minutes. He said he wanted to watch Strasburg pitch a few times, and then he'd come on and the show. But then he got sick after that and died later that year, I think, at the end of that year, and, and he never came back on. But one of the things... I remember him talking about when Babe Ruth made his final, I think it was his final appearance at Yankee Stadium. There's a famous picture of him leaning on a bat, that, and that yeah. was Bob Feller's yes. bat. Yep. And, and really? I think Bob Feller then had that bat in his museum in Iowa for a while, and then I think somehow he lost it or something. I, I don't know the story wow. behind that. That's something I'll have to look he, up. He, that anyway, museum, by the way, uh, he went eight, uh, went west from Des Moines on Interstate 80. Uh, you would go, they'd be assigned to the uh, Bob Feller Museum, which was near Van Meter. I don't remember the town of very near that. And I, my understanding yeah. is that, that that museum is no longer there, although they're trying to oh. put it in another location. I don't know. But the museum that I went to that had uh, uh, all of his artifacts, so to speak, in there, that, that's no longer there. Yeah, I think it was in the basement of a bank, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, it was in a small place like that. But it got when I was there, they used to get a lot of traffic in it because who he was. Oh yeah. And one other point, Tom, you mentioned that Feller, as big a name as he was, you told me that you would think his his autograph, uh, he's deceased, etc., that would be one of the most valuable ones around. And you said he signed so many of them that uh, his his autographs aren't quite as elite as they are as others. He might have been the first guy to ever charge for an autograph, actually. He, he was, uh, I, I think, and he signed, he and Pete Rose were two of, the, yeah. two of the guys that probably signed more things than ever. But I have a couple other guys that missed time for military service, but maybe after the break, we got to get going with the witch ended higher here. We're not going to get this one in. So <laughs> now, Vince, you've got a point now, but you're still, oh, thank you. you're still trailing. <laughs> so now... Which, do you want to keep them all in, or do you want to subtract one one through five? Do you want to take one out? Uh, leave them all in. Leave them all in. Okay. It'll feel Here better when go. I get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The first item, Pete Rose, 1963 tops, rookie card number 537, graded PSA 6. Second item, Nolan Ryan. 1968 Topps rookie card, number 177. That's with Jerry Koosman on there. Jerry Koosman doesn't get any credit at all. He, they, they, nobody even knows he has <laughs> a, a rookie overlooks. card. He's yes. on with Nolan Ryan. He yes. was really good. Yep. 222 wins in his career. He pitched 
for the White Sox in 82 and 83 when he was 39 and 40 years old, and he had 211 and 7 years then. So, I mean, really good lefty pitcher, but it's always Nolan Ryan's rookie card. Yeah. Is it graded? <laughs> is it graded? Is the Ryan graded? Yes, that one is graded a PSA 6 on a scale of 1 to 10. Next item, the Pete Rose was also a 6. Next item, Jim Brown, 1958, tops rookie card number 162, graded a PSA 4. Next item, Joe Namath, 1965, tops rookie short print number 122, graded PSA 3.5. And the final item, Michael Jordan, rookie sticker number 8, PSA 8. So that's from the 1986 Fleer set, but it's not his actual rookie card. It's a They had a 10-card sticker set that went with it, and that's the sticker Michael Jordan in a PSA 8. So, Vince, which one do you pick? Um, I am going to go with the uh, Nolan Ryan 68 rookie card. Nolan Ryan, 1968 rookie card. Okay. Yes, sir. Next, let's see now. Next, we're going to go with Eric for the Tyler-Eric combo. They're tied with John for second place right now. Eric, what's your pick? I'm, I'm torn between the Ryan and, and the... Hmm. I'm going to go with the Jim Brown rookie card. Jim Brown yep. rookie card, PSA 4. Yep. Uh, okay, John Drummond, what's your pick? Before I give my pick, remember two weeks ago, Vince was uh, playing uh, fantasy golf with uh, the Masters. Who did he pick? But we know if he's a rich man or not. I'll proceed then. Vince, who did you pick to win the uh, the PGA? I think I had, um, oh, geez, I can't even remember who I chose. But he didn't win. I didn't have Phil. Hovland. Hovland. Yes, I had Victor, Victor Hovland, who blew up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, Oh, you can't win them all. I thought if you had Mickelson, you wouldn't be on the show anymore. You'd be lighting your cigars with dollar bills uh, over in Hawaii. But I guess that's not the case. All right. Now i got to make my pick, and you make it harder each year. Boy, I'm kind of between between, uh, Rose or – you know, I'm going to be different today. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to take Jim Brown. Okay. All right. And then trash-talking Nancy Huggins as the next (laughs) pick. Nancy – I, I talked to Bill yesterday, and I heard Nancy trash-talking in the background a little bit. I could tell she was psyched up for this week's episode, Nancy. <laughs> and your pick is? Yeah, you know, I'm torn between the uh, Jordan sticker and the Rose. So I think, I think I'll go with the Rose, uh, 63 rookie. Okay, Nancy goes with the Pete Rose rookie card. Okay, the least valuable item of these is the Joe Namath short print rookie. Still $1,900, though, for a 3.5. Second one, the Nolan Ryan rookie ah. card. $2,100 that went for it in a PSA 6. Next item. Now, somebody, Eric, did you pick the Nolan Ryan rookie after Vince did? No, I went with the Jim Brown. He went with Brown. Debating going Ryan. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. So after the Nolan Ryan, the next one is the Jim Brown. (laughs) So that didn't (laughs) that didn't win either. Eric, I think you lose a point there, don't you? Oh no, no. John loses a point. Right. John, no wonder he's grumbling. He lost a point. (laughs) With good reason. I'm always getting railroaded on that show. (laughs) (laughs) We're after you, John. Yeah, I know. Okay. 
The the second best item, the Michael Jordan rookie sticker, three thousand dollars. And first, trash talking Nancy Huggins and Pete, <laughs> Pete Rose rookie card. Oh, <laughs> nice. PSA nice. six rookie went for thirty two hundred dollars. Wow. So, so what did the it, Brown go for? I missed the that Jim, one. Brown Jim Brown go? went for twenty six hundred. That was third on, on the list. So not and bad the, price at the, all. The Jordan the was three thousand. The Jordan sticker three thousand, and then thirty two hundred for the Pete Rose. All so right. Nancy, you must have you must have known you had ESP. You were going to win this week. So right now, <laughs> Nancy in first with seven. Tyler slash Eric four. John Drummond three, and Vince with one. Uh. <laughs> Well, I'm on the plus side of things anyway. <laughs> Only one way to go. <laughs> now, here, here's real cool. Yeah, listen to her. She's really she's feeling her oats now, gentlemen. Oh, you gotta man. get your gotta get it together, fellas. <laughs> well, you know, I guess it's all downhill from here, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. Who yes, knows? Now, here's sure. real quick before the next break. A couple other guys that missed military service. Now, just think of all the guys that didn't even get to play in the major leagues, guys like Niall Kinnick, who were killed in service, couldn't even play in World War II. But Ted Williams missed three full years, ages 24 to 26, for World War II, and most of 52 and 53 to Korea. Correct. He's still... If if you figure he missed basically 4.8 seasons, just at, his average was 37 homers and 130 RBIs right. instead of having, I think he had 521 career homers, something like that. He would have had 698 homers and 2,463 RBIs. Willie Mays, a lot of people don't know, he actually missed... 80% in 1952 and all of 1953 when he was young. His 162-game average with 36 homers, 103 RBIs. If he just using that average for the amount of, of he, that he had missed, he would have ended up with 724 homers yep. past right Babe Ruth. Yep. Not past Aaron, though, and 2,088 RBIs. And then, like I say, all the other people that got in. Don't forget, or, uh, don't forget Hank Greenberg. Hank Greenberg when it was drafted in '41, and he yeah. didn't come back just before the World Series in '45, and uh, he missed some of his yeah. first years too. And he's still, he, yeah, he was a great home run yeah. hitter. So yeah. there was a lot of a lot of stories like that of guys yeah. who either their 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 stats were cut down, and those are Hall of Fame guys. Just think yes. of all the guys that maybe they would have been Hall of Famers, but ended up not even playing. So we thank Ted, everybody look- for their military service. Yep. Ted Williams missed a couple years, didn't he? And you oh, know, yeah, it was four point eight you know? total between yeah. between World War Two and Korea. And then in Korea, I think he was in John Glenn's uh, flight group, where right. yep. John Glenn yep. was the the flight leader. Yeah, he so was a marine for- pilot. Don't forget, Joe DiMaggio missed some time, but he spent his his war years in Hawaii, so he didn't have it too rough either. So, <laughs> yeah. so he beefed a lot about that, and people pointed that out to him. <laughs> he didn't like it, but. I don't think Joe DiMaggio spent a dime after he got to the major leagues. He got he got a lot of <laughs> I, I <agree. laughs> he got a lot of free free things He's from free. people. That's right. By the way. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time. Thanks to John and Nancy, and uh, have a good holiday weekend, you, you guys. And now it's time for a short 
break, and then we'll be back. We're on until a little before 8, so hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and we're joined by Americana Steve. If you have any questions about comic books or any Americana items, give us a call, 312-332-3776, or you can tweet a picture of an item. T-Crown Tom is my Twitter ID, and I can describe it on the air. You know, you, you never know what people are going to bring in the T-Crown call about or even what's going to show up in the mail. <laughs> Yesterday, I, I, this is like the last <laughs> thing I would have ever thought would show up. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint what this was. I got a, a envelope. It was maybe, I don't know, a six by nine envelope. And it was not heavy, but there was uh, paper around a thing and two packets of things. We're in that. And here's a huh. hint. In my mind, eating this, it's it's a it's a <laughs> snack. It's like if you took your leather shoe and dipped it in some sort of sauce or something and took a bite out of it. <laughs> that's what that's what this reminds me of. It's it's beef jerky. It's beef jerky. I got two, two packs. Two packs of beef jerky show up in the mail. There you go. From smokehouse jerky company i wonder if that okay. one of them is sea salt honey and pepper and the other is original now well, do i is do you like these would you want them or do you know anybody um, i <laughs> i'm not know, a beef, I'm, i'll beef probably pass on the yeah. beef jerky but they may have sent it to you thinking you'll taste it and if you like it you'll tell the world I, about it yeah you know? i guess so yeah he, he <laughs> looks forward to working with me to meet your product needs this this, this more than covers <laughs> these two packs right here more than cover my beef jerky needs yes, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> when i'm opening that up i'm like what could be. Yeah. And then I see this little like the, the packaging there. It's a nice yeah. thought, but I've never I know there's people that like it. I've never been a big fan. It all it yeah, always reminded me of eating my shoe. That's it. <laughs> Maybe flavored, but eating my shoe. <laughs> Honey smoked so leather, you know. <laughs> you know, and before we get back to collectibles room, I've talked in the past about what a great base runner Javier Baez is, yes. where he always reminded me of when you play Little League Baseball, and there were always a couple of guys that could just run the bases at will because they played all the time. And then there were yeah. other guys, and they couldn't, they'd be throwing it to the wrong base, and the guy would keep running or whatever. Well, Javier Baez is kind of like that in the major leagues. He's such a good base runner. Did yes. you see what he did yes. the other day? Yes, I saw <laughs> when, the highlight. Wow. That's he wonderful. stops and starts yep. running back to home. Bill and Americana Steve, I don't know if you saw this, but the first baseman, I think it was for the Pirates, there were two outs. All yes. the first baseman <laughs> had to do was step on first. first Instead, base, yep. he started chasing <laughs> towards back towards home and the run scored from third and they showed the That's dugout and Rizzo crazy. and somebody else were rolling laughing. Yes. And Baez never did get tagged. He ended up sliding head first into first because when they tried to tag the guy running into home and they threw it wild and he got the second. <laughs> yeah, that nobody was, covered first. Yeah, it was crazy. That was play. Little yeah. League right there. That For was sure. like a Little League uh, 
the first baseman was a little leaguer. That uh, might have been T ball, Tom. That might yeah, have been a lower yeah, level than little league. Yeah. I think <laughs> it was. If you the haven't seen it, you, it you got to yeah. watch that one. It was it was awesome. But that's why I like Javi Baez so yeah. much. He really yeah. is fun to watch. You never and he makes some plays at short that are just Absolutely. unbelievable. Yep. So anyway, back to collecting now, <laughs> Americana Steve. Do you have anything that that of the comic books that you've gone through so far, far, do you have one or two for the summer auction that stick out that, or that even might be getting graded and coming later that you got in that might be like, whoa, those are pretty good? Well, the ones that are going to go out to get graded, there's there's several uh, very important Spider-Mans, but they're going to be in our fall auction. It's yeah. uh, Spider-Man number 300, which is the first uh, appearance of Venom character. Oh. Well, not the first full appearance. Technically, he started in 298 and 299, and they're valuable, too. But that 300 is blowing up. I mean, five years ago, you could have got one for $300, and now, you know, you're looking at 10 times that for a, a high-grade wow. edition. Wow. High-grade edition. Uh, and, and we also... Uh, have the the other ones with the first black suit appearances, which is the uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 252, the Marvel Team-Up number 141, and the uh, Secret Wars number 8. And we're going to have those uh, in raw uh, state that are going to be grouped into this uh, coming July auction. Uh, But uh, getting off the comic books for a minute, if you like a nice piece of Americana that might hit home with your local audience out there in the Midwest, We've got an Ed O'Neill autographed Polk High football jersey. <laughs> You're talking about the actor? Yes. Uh, Al really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, what's it's, the uh, estimate on that, baby? <laughs> well, it's the opening bid's a couple hundred dollars, I believe. Uh, okay. I check on it. We, we've never had one before, so who knows what it might look good on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know if there's room on my wall for that one. <laughs> but so now going back to the comic book with the way cards took off during COVID was comic book market similar to that or did it get kind of no, crazy? No it's, no, it's not similar to the baseball card market. It's way better. Really? Yeah, there's never been a better time to sell comic books than right now. The prices are just staggering, and it seems like every time I turn around, they're higher. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm seriously considering selling my own because I just can't believe uh, oh, the hi. values that they're getting. So you have a pretty yeah. good collection yourself. Sure, sure. You know, I yeah. just always put away the... Spider-Man and the X-Men and uh, Batman uh, and a lot of the other Marvel characters. uh, So how good of a comic book could I get from you for two bags of smokehouse jerky? (laughs) (laughs) One sea salt, honey, and pepper, the other original. I get a pretty good comic book for that. (laughs) I might might have an extra Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for you. (laughs) No, I think I'll I'll go with the jerky. <laughs> but it's a good trade off. What about, what about <laughs> turtle jerky? <laughs> well, that doesn't sound good. I, I... <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, Americana Steve, what is the holy grail of comic books? What is the comic book to have if you could just choose one? Which one would ah, you choose? Good question. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's 
the Action Comics with the first appearance of Superman from 1938. Yeah. For, for all intents and purposes, Superman's the, the first superhero, and and, and that comic book might now be in, in uh, the best example out there. It might be in the $5 million range. Whoa. Wow. Boy. Crazy. He's still the Amazing. best superhero, too. How do you top Superman as a superhero? Not sure you can. in the American way. What is that That's one? That's right. Or that would be more yeah. available? Well, there's there's the Amazing Fantasy number 15 is what Phil's referring to with the first Spider-Man, but still ahead of that is uh, the Detective Comics from uh, 1939, Detective Comics number 27 with the first appearance of Batman. Oh, yeah. You know? Wow. These are yeah. all these are all like well over a million dollars to three million dollars in that for range. the highest grades you're talking about. It, maybe even some of the, listen those are so hard to come by that 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 the Batman first issue. I, I think any of them might get a million dollars. I remember wow. like amazing ten years ago, I, I just sold a few pages from Batman number four on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Uh, and that was just a few spare pages that uh, you know they used to do repairs with. Cut out coupons and whatnot. We're at the end so of they, another episode. We've already another fast week, Vince. I'll tell you they fly. <laughs> so don't forget now, check out Huggins.com. There's new things for the summer auction getting put up there almost every day. A lot of great stuff on there already to check out, HugginsAndScott.com. Vince Clemente, ERC Delivery. Things rolling along. Yeah, 24-7. Very (laughs) good. Yes, you can get something delivered today if you need it delivered. And I'm Tom Morgan. I'm at Triple Crown in Naperville from Monday through Saturday, 10 to 2. I will be closed Memorial Day. Thanks, Eric Ostrowski, John Drummond, Nancy Huggins. Have a great holiday. Thanks for listening.